Ladies and gentlemen, how are you all doing on this very fine Friday as we record live over on Twitch? It is myself, as normal, Pete, Titan's Creed Nevico, and joined by the not completely mecha, what's, what's the best word for it, roboticized gnome of the universe, one Mr. Frasley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I, uh, I I definitely failed your uh, expectations, and in mine too. I fell short of what I was hoping to be saying tonight. So, I, yeah, I did not get the the heritage armor because even for gnomes, got work on the war campaign. So I, I was working on it, and then you get an astrotar, and there's all these dailies. Oh, it's, so yeah, it's so. it's not that bad actually um there are a couple of uh differences i'm not sure how you found it on um the u.s servers but the eu today we had one of the quests to find 10 starfish um that's definitely been the most trying quest so far because they only they only spawn up on the um the terrace but there's a couple of phasing bugs and it's not one of those items that is um when somebody else picks it up Nobody is nobody else can so it instantly vanishes compared to like nearly everything else on the zone. It's a bit of an odd one But I abused yeah. the group finder and got it done in like half an hour today So just jumped from realm to realm to finish it off because I wasn't going to spend two hours waiting for spawns I'll be honest. Yeah, um, absolutely But yes, you've had very little time to actually focus on 8.2 this week as you are away very shortly for about a week yes. and a bit which is why we're recording this uh, on a different day than what we normally do what have you actually what was the grand scale of what you've uh, managed to do this week so i after our last one i got into the war campaign a little bit more and i got my horde now two away from the alliance wolf mountain achievement so i'm excited on that and i'm enjoying the war campaign because once i get pretty far on fraz and stuff like that for the 8.2. I'm going to go back and do it on the Horde. But yeah, I, I'm working on the War Campaign and also unlocking the unlocks. And still a lot of rep, rep grinding. And I kept meaning to go into the, the Emissaries dailies. And then, you know, just time got away from me. Time kept slipping away. It does that. And so then and then Tuesday, we got the patch. So, well, I got the patch on Tuesday. You got it on Wednesday. So I should be farther along than you are because I had an extra day. But nope, thanks. And nope. Tuesday was also the day that I get me to play it, but my podcast meetup went later. It was a great meetup, and then we had to drop off a car at the at the uh, at the shop, and they decided to close down three lanes of our, our highway, and also a tanker spilled on one of our other highways. So everybody was taking this, what should have been a very slow, and very uncongested one lane of the highway. Everybody was on. so I did not get home till eleven that night. Now I got like maybe like half an hour. While I, was, I was watching the awesome Pat Crane and just talk about eight point two. So I got to experience that. But then when it was over, I was like, okay, I got to go to bed. So yeah, Tuesday did not turn out how I expected it to. Yeah, but, um, I hit the grind hard last few days. Um, so I went into it looking at what essences we need uh because i'm trying to get back to raiding on my demon hunter and i've tried to catch my demon hunter up as you know yeah. and what we've ta we we've talked about so i got heart of azeroth level 50 literally a couple of days before uh 8.2 went live 
So I had both my Demon Hunter and my Monk ready to go. They're both equivalent item level, etc, etc. I've unlocked every essence I can right now. Nice. Literally wow. just literally just before we finished recording, uh, started recording today, I have got rank 2 of the island essence and I've got rank 2 blood of the enemy, which is 15,000 honor in instance PVP combat. So in you the, in the two and a half days since H.2 has been live, I've done 15,000 honor in Battlegrounds. So we were talking about you on uh the Gina project and you were hearing it michael and i you are like the who who is able to do everything and, and like the younger brother looks up to you i look up to you every single week it's not just the hype but i look up to you like because you have a grasp of the game that i am just in awe and oh. i mean just like you're able to do all this stuff well because i have still got to catch up my demon hunter on the war campaign as well i had all the 8.1 so i had all this bonus ap because they've obviously upped the amount you can get as well uh, yeah, I'm level 50, level 52 and a half from Tuesday as well. So I've gone two and a half levels on that as well. So... Wow. Yeah. It's a little bit insane. Plus I found out on Thursday that the random battleground and the random epic battleground reset their AP award rewards daily as well. So there's an extra 1,000 on a minimum. Plus, there's a 50% bonus because um, the Alliance doesn't have as many players as the Horde. So, we're getting stacks of the Horde that are using the Mercenary rule. So, that on top of that means I'm getting extra AP as well. And the fact that the Epic Battleground AP reward scales with how long you've been in there. But, oh my god, if you get Ashran, it is such a laggy mess. It's horrible. But I've seen the new Warsong Gulch, I've seen the new Arathi Basin, and I've seen the new Alterac Valley now. Um, I have no idea that they'd put the, the tree and the elemental-backed summoning available in Alterac Valley. It's insane. It's actually mental that they've done that. Warsong Gulch and Arathi Basin have had a, a graphical update and touch-up, and they look absolutely amazing. But yeah. I, I spent so much time in Warsong and and I forgot that this was the patch that was getting 8.2 because I remember we, we were told at BlizzCon about Warsong Gulch. Well, wow. Apparently, apparently okay. Warsong and uh, Arathi Basin have had the update for a while. Uh, the graphical update. 8.2 brought Ashran to the epic battlegrounds. Uh, so that's new. I don't know when Autorak Valley was changed. But then I've not really done a lot of battlegrounds like since i think the last time i really was interested in battlegrounds was back in mists and cataclysm yeah and mine was convert to raid would do a lot of pvp nights and i have not done a lot of battlegrounds since those nights because mm. it is helpful going in with a group because the camaraderie and when you get the asshole in the chat who's just tearing down the group you can definitely use the whole thing to like your team can make fun of it and yes i did curse i mean true i mean I there, there, there are there are some battleground heroes as i like to find them and i got called out by um a five stack core group in the battle for gilneas because i had no idea what i was doing there um they called me out for not saying where why we lost lighthouse at the beginning and i said well i got attacked by like several people and they said you should have called this pepega and all that stuff in in chat and i was just like i haven't been here i don't know what i'm doing I just wanted to come yeah. and fight, you know? But, most people in, have no life, I'm sorry to say. The, they, they take the game a little too seriously. 
but we got a I got a, another five cap or horde in on my alliance team for Warsong Gulch today, and uh, we three owed the opposing team so badly we were farming their graveyard. Nice. So that was funny. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. I'm actually enjoying Battlegrounds uh, on my own or with a couple of groups and bits and pieces. Um, March the 14th, I'm being told by the Twitch chat, is when Warsong Gulch and Arathi Basin. So thank you very much for that. What? Patch 8.1. I totally missed, yeah. missed that. Wow. Maybe I maybe I just overlooked it. I mean, all I think about my head sometimes. <laughs> There's a fair bit that goes on there. I think we all miss. I mean, we don't. If you're not that interested in PvP as a main thing, then you you really ca you really miss what goes on. So yeah. But yeah, otherwise, um, I'm up to date with Nastatar. I'm up to date with uh, Mechagon. I'm already honoured with uh, the Ancoans because I went and got my uh, three thousand rep from doing the battle pets in the zone. Uh, I've done the two thousand odd rep from the Mechagon pets. It's just trying to get honoured there. Yeah, and I think I, I'm, I'm excited to see where those go. Like uh, the reps are definitely my, my goal, and I, I still got a few quests to do. I did get a new mount though. Uh, Fabius. Yes. I and got... because of how you get that mount is my favorite mount now. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's cool. Well, for those who don't know, how did you get it? So I joined a group finder that 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 found the spawn. And Fabius, you gotta take a selfie. And it, it instantly goes into your bag. Are you so you're saying basically so that is the picture was my favorite. The picture was absolutely fabulous then. Absolutely. Brilliant. Um I also got a new map this week. Uh I got the well, first of all, I uh, I got lucky with some drops up on Argus, so uh, there are no more mount drops from the open world Argus that I need anymore. It's all just the raiding stuff outside of emissary rules. Nice. Uh, but I made the I made the mechano cat from Mechagon today for free. I didn't even have to buy any materials. I just managed to get them all. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. We're we're on the way to four fifty, which will be the next thing. I think we're about four or six. 407 right now but there's still loads to farm out in the world but there's just so much to do like um especially uh and I'm, i think you're feeling this as well this week but as any sort of content creator you just don't have time to sit down and just do all of the things sometimes yeah and if, if it wasn't for next week i'm having to, to accelerate some of my content creation to be ready for next week i would actually have had more time but I had to get some projects done ahead of time mm -hmm. to then be ready. Like last night, I could have done some stuff, but I wanted to get the episodes going out on Monday ready to go. So then that way I could then start editing today, the episode I recorded last night. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I told somebody, as a content creator, I feel like I've got less game time, but I enjoy the game more because yeah. I content create, which is oh. a weird thing. Yeah, it's one of those things. Have you got your new follower? Yeah, I think so. uh, I got a bodyguard in Nashatar. No, I uh, mean for the go to your boat in um, Boralus. A lot of people miss this. If you talk to the admiral, the one who normally sends you over to the different places over on uh, Zaldazar, uh, she gives you a quest to go find some uh, missing crew members in Nashatar, and you get her as a follower. The mission table. Okay, I need. I need. I think I missed that. It 
if you've picked up all the flight points on Nazjatara, it takes about five minutes to finish. But quite a few okay. people miss that quest because it's not really signposted a lot. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Go grab that one if you've missed it. Um, yeah. Brilliant. So, I, I haven't done the Horde side of the new War Faction yet. I'm trying to do it on the Alliance side. And while I could do it with my Monk, I'm waiting to see if I can push through on my Demon Hunter as a priority first. Uh, but of course, I failed the story mission with a 90% success rate because I'm trying to do too many missions at once. Um, so I've now got to wait another day for it to go through again. But um, yeah, there's that. I haven't got a torrent and I haven't had time to level the gnome recently because I've been doing everything else in 8.2. But um, no new stuff there for me, just uh, enjoying the Nazjatar. And I'm assuming, since you're up at Nazjatar at the moment, how have you enjoyed... The story regarding Ashara and the Tidestone. I thought it was really cool. Like, now forgive me. Did we know that Ashara had this Tidestone? No. Or was they, it, like, or is that a big uh, reveal? If if you stay away from reveals on and data mining and everything else, no. This is the first thing we find out that Ashara has the Tidestone. Okay, because I thought that was pretty cool. I like they were heading somewhere. All of a sudden, Ashara is like. Look at me! And yeah, so just takes away the closest that we find out, which is shown in in-game stuff, is that she has the Tide Stone, and a lot of people are saying how she got the Tide Stone. Um, and all we know from the cinematics and what we're told is that we've left it undefended, which is true. A lot of people are trying to place how we've done it. They think it's in Dalaran. They think it's in the tomb. Well, it is in the tomb. But you've got to remember that story-wise, the minute that we we defeated Kill Jaden, Argus is in the sky, and then we've all scrabbled to go to Argus. Now, you, you have to remember, just because all the players can change from one area to the next, it doesn't mean um, all of all of like the NPCs technically can. Like, for uh, using Nashtatar as a good example, story-wise, the only reason why we're able to go back and forth is because it's the heart of Azeroth that's allowing us to use that portal. So, technically, Jaina and Gen are all stuck on the island still, while we just flitter back and forth and enjoy the wonders of Mechagon. Because we are the champions. Yeah. We're the and champions, and we have the heart of Azeroth, a... yeah. And when we, when we went from the tomb to... When we went to Argus... We ha there was a time difference, so that um, way not not so much. There, way... was, there wasn't so much a time difference uh, to Argus, but you got to remember that everybody took the the Vindicar to Argus. Cadgar was there, Illidan was there. So basically, all of the heroes were there. You know, we were yeah. at Argus and Antorus and dealing with that. So essentially, the tomb was left unguarded. And the the actual yeah. um, Tidestone itself was down at the base where the rest of the Naga were. Which I think was... It's brilliant. It's kind of like, hey, we're all done with our story. We all finished. We beat the bad guy. Nope. And I and I, I like how it connects the two together. Mm -hmm. So it's, in, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, if you put it in the perspective of logic, like... In, rather than the gameplay sense, then yeah, okay, I can see how she has it. Rather than the, rather than the gameplay sense of, well, we're not stupid enough to just leave leave these valuable artifacts in the team. But you know, in in terms of story, it kind of works out. Yeah, 
And because like the Naka have kind of been the the silent. I mean, like we, we fought them a lot time long, but it, it, like they've they've been in a lot of our zones. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then now now the coming out is being like, yep, we're they're they're having their day. What it's do you think the of baby's these, big day out? What do you think of these new armored like I want I want to say crab Naga, like the like the um the new handmaidens essentially. You know which ones I'm talking about, yeah? Can you post a picture? I I think so. We we fought them in the beginning of. Uh, sure. Let me see if I can find one for you quickly. I think I know what I'm talking about, but my mind's blanking. I I, I mean, I know we we fought. Are they the, the the new, the big sentinels that we fought? There you go. They're like scorpion type things. Oh, those are cool. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it feels like the it, male Naga are like the behemoths, and that these are what the, the new big female ones are going to be like. Ooh. That is cool. Well, I mean, because like we have our Gilbin, so we have. I mean, it, it makes sense that the Naga would, would use other types of of races and stuff like that that, that, that we have. Well, they're still species. they're still Naga. They're just yeah. But yeah, um, that is really cool. <laughs> you have seen that model, Fraz. It's in one of the cutscenes. Like it's the it's the it's the big uh, handmaiden that uh, Ashara talks to you to activate the Tidestone. So you have seen that model. Okay. Yes, I have, because I watched the cutscene twice. Yes. But there's a, there's a lot to come. Uh, I have a feeling the the next step, because obviously the the big next quest chain that you get in um, Nashjatar is once you get one of your um, bodyguards to rank three. Which is why, like, if you're going to do anything, uh, the biggest thing I suggest on Nashjatar is to just do your bodyguard and do the three dailies to level them up every day. Because the next step after okay. that is to get 3,000 experience gained over all of your bodyguards. So you're looking at about 10 days of doing those dailies, essentially. So 10 days ten days of Nashjatar dailies. Um, okay, so, so I think that... next week I'll, I'll probably have it. Yeah. Like, if, if you've got an hour or so just to jump into Nashjatar to just do those dailies rather than the world quest and everything up, those are the big things I would suggest because that's the time gating, it seems. Um, okay. There are a couple of options to speed it up if you have done the Murloc trading stuff because a couple of the items there can give you uh, 75, uh, 75 extra experience. It's not enough to overly level. It would have been nice if it could do, but there's not a lot you can really do there. Um, I don't think it's worth it, to be honest. But um, I, I feel that's going to be it. The, the second part of the quest chain uh, involves you going to go rescue some of the Ankoan and basically delves into the mind control-y squid things and everything else. So it's very interesting, at least. Um, I, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. I know where the story is going to culminate. I, uh, my brain can see... Uh, because if we go to the handmaiden that's in the beginning of the cutscene, who's empowered by the Tidestone and Ashara's magic, um, I think that's where the story's going to culminate, and then it'll be just pushing on to the Citadel. 
kind of Broken Shore-ish. Like, we end up just pushing towards... Broken Shore? Is Broken Shore the right one, right one to say? I'd, I'd say the Isle of um, Quadranas is probably the better idea, because that, that was the final push you did when you unlocked stuff. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be taking her out, and then, or at least forcing her to retreat to the Eternal Palace. And then it'll be about Jaina having to use the power of the Tidestone to keep the waters at bay. Maybe. Yeah, because the there the was that one line she said, like, I will, I will keep the waters away as long as I, as long as you entertain me. I mean, Which, I, mean, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, have you finished the first introduction quest line where you actually go down to the scene where uh, Shara is in the Warbringers cutscene? Have you done all that yet? Um, it's in the far east of the map. I, I went up to Kelia's grave to get the Flightmaster whistle. Maybe okay. I haven't gone over there yet. It's not too far away. Um, it's a quest line with Chandra's Feathermoon and everything else. A lot oh. of things. Yeah. Funniest thing about Chandra's. Yep. We 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 get in there, and Jaina is like 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 there, and like we're heading in. Chandra's literally goes up to Jaina, staring Jaina right in the face, and does like a little boogie dance. And I'm like, oh, Chandra's and Jaina are getting it on. I mean, it was just like, I was like, whoa, Chandra's. Whoa. I mean, you know the undertones in the war story Chandris is getting on with John J. Keisha, yeah? Yes, absolutely. Which is making... There's a gnome, uh, Kelsey Spanspark. Yep. So, uh, so, so, so Kelsey and Chandris are going to have a little fight. Ooh! What? Because <laughs> Kelsey loves Keishan. Oh, Kelsey right. loves... Everybody loves Rambo. So, I mean... Yeah. And I still love Addy. But they won't return um, so the story I really want to get into about this is it really makes makes you think if Ashara intentionally dropped the water wall in the Warbringers cinematic due to the Whispers of the Fish or she has got stronger in the 10,000 years because there's a lot there where if she's holding the water wall back because all she's essentially the undertone is is that uh, from all the stuff that we hear from Ashara, she's holding the water wall back and it's not the Tidestone. The Tidestone just raised Nazjatar. So if she was able, if she, so if she hasn't got stronger, it means that in Warbringers she intentionally let the water cascade onto her people. What I understand on that one is she didn't act fast enough. That she, for some reason, failed as a, as a ruler. And like she, if she had had enough time, she could have prepared it. Well, she had enough time. It comes up, and she's trying to stop the water. And it's, I mean, she didn't if act you on if you read the actual um, War of the Ancients, like her holding the water back, the only reason she would particularly do that in any case is to protect her kingdom. That's it. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't care about the people at all. She's out for herself. Well, and she needs the, their loyalty. Yeah, she does need their loyalty. But they, like, by the end of the, um, the War of the Ancients, we uh, half the Night Elves don't believe in her anyway. It's only, like, the High Elves that are still, like, the um, the Mages and that that still hold the power, like, because that's that's the way their uh, hierarchy worked. But, so, the Warbringers thing is slightly out. But it, it makes you think if she dropped the water wall intentionally or if she's grown stronger. 
That is true. And, and what would she what would she gain by by dropping the the water wall in in Warbringer's? Interest in what the fish was told, whispering to her. Okay. I mean, I mean that—that's literally it. That's the only thing I can think. I, I think, yeah, she. I think she's like even before being told about, uh, without knowing she's the Naga. Like Jaina and everything else know she's the strongest mage on, in existence and everything else. So, it, it beggars belief that she won't be able if she's able to hold the water wall back, regardless without the the tide stone, then she would have been able to do it back in her heyday. That's what. That's that's all. I was, it's just something I thought about back in the day, and it it, it raised a, an interesting thing. Well, and then could could that mean that that the Zoth is giving her more power? Because well, that that that's what's impl- he- that's what's implied by her gaining more power over the ten thousand years. Yeah. Because we've seen um, we've seen in um, Bastion of Twilight's a good example the power that Cho'Gal has after being imbued by the power of Cthulhu. So, uh, the power of an old god is mighty. And they're being fed by the void. Is that right? They are the void. The old gods? They are, they are the void. They are the void. Okay. Basically, how, how, the, manifestation how, of the, how the, how the, yeah, it's a systematic, it's a systematic play. How the, how the void works according to Chronicle is it's lots of parasitic things that are fired from the void space and they've been fired out to try and find these titan planets and basically they infect these worlds and then you see like the black empires and if you look at star Orga, the the void of that's overwhelming the planets and that's it's implied that that's the old god systemic corruption on the planet you know that that's what would happen to azeroth if the old gods were were not defeated by the heroes of azeroth and everything else like that, okay. that's what's implied by that by the horrors that are unknown out there because it hasn't happened to Azeroth even with at least five old gods that exist on this plane of existence. There are there are rumours and rumblings around the internet space that there is a sixth old god on this planet. I could believe it and and that and I mean just that some things out there that we don't even know. The, I mean, the story like... the story will the story itself will bend and flow as it needs. If they need another yeah. old god, then there'll be another old god. It's it's interesting to see how it goes and everything else. And there was so, what do you think? I was talking about some of the guys in my guild on Discord while we were getting it. The opening cutscene with Mother in the 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 heart foundry. In the, yeah. Do you get the feeling that we are essentially creating another dragon soul at this point? That or, or something that because it's about like another facility. No, no, no. The heart, the heart of Azeroth itself. We are making a dragon soul because at the beginning, it basically um, the in the scene where Ashara, not Ashara, Mother is talking about how, what recently had about the power of the Titans was imbued to the dragon aspects and the dragon aspects created the dragon soul and everything else. It then slides from that those five dragons into the heart of Azeroth, which is essentially a golden disc where the power outflows. 
Yeah, because it already has the power from our yeah. artifact. And if you hover over your Heart of Azeroth for the Crucible of Flame, it tells you that your next rank up for the Crucible of Flame is at rank 54 and starts from Kalak. And rank three is, and rank rank two is gained by getting an Azure Dragon Shard. We already have a black mem a member of the black dragon flight there. We're going getting a member of the blue dragon flight, and we're going to see the green dragon flight. And then the last rank three is a red dragon flight. The only thing missing is a bronze dragon flight. We uh, it really feels like we're creating another dragon soul right now, and imbuing it with more essence and power. Well, what was just added to the store shop? Uh, a white dragon thing. I know it's got. Yes. I know it's got a dragon model. And I've been hearing rumblings th about the dr the dragon isles and stuff like that. Yes. And that this white dragon could be an illusion to the alluding to that. So I. It could be. We plausible. we talked about this last week about the island expedition quest and. Um, uh, the items I got which alluded to that. And speaking of which, I found uh, an agent of... Um, uh, what's his face? Oh, God's sake. Black Dragon Prince, boy. Rathion. Rathion. I found an agent of Rathion lurking in Nashtar. Randomly stumbled across it. Just questing out. He was overlooking the... He was up on a point and he was overlooking the... Um, the gates of the gates of the queen. So Rathion's going to love that. Rathion, Rathion is very clearly aware of what's going on. Yes. Excellent. Hmm. There's a lot. There's now, a lot. There's a lot going on. I'm slightly worried about the turn of events that we'll see in 8.3 if we are literally building a dragon soul. That worries me some about what we could be doing but until i see the end of how um the ashara encounter goes whether it's through heroic or if there's a secret mythic only fight slash cutscene um that we'll see on the world first race then i don't know um without showing my ignorance uh act like i do know it can you for anybody that's listening, you might be wondering what a dragon soul is. Can you define what that is? Oh, Christ almighty. Okay, so back during the War of the Ancients, um, Neltharion, who was the aspect of the Earth, uh, heard whispers, and those whispers told him to create a disc of great power. And Irath um, Neltharion managed to trick the other aspects into giving a large chunk of their power into it. Now, time timeline-wise, the, uh, there was a great war over it, Neltharion changed into Deathwing um, and got some adamantite plates as the disc was ripping his power apart. There was a fight over the Well of Eternity where, timeline-wise, we took it to the future to beat Deathwing there after it was imbued with even more power of the Aspects and Thrall using the Aspect of Earth. And we beat Deathwing and Nosdormu dropped it back off to the point where it was taken. Um... So this is basically at the point at the point of the War of the Ages before it even went back to the future where we are. We were uh, four expansions ago, three, four expansions ago, maybe even more. I've lost a little bit of where I am. This was already had, <coughs> excuse me, dragon type aspect power 
Titan power and old god essence in it. And then over the over the years, the Dragon Soul was lost, and shards were there, and um, Syntharia, Lady Sinestra, was uh, able to rebuild the Twilight Dragons using a part of the Dragon Soul. The Dragon Soul is a very uh, awesome instrument, artifact of power over the years, and uh, it's uh, responsible for a lot more in the story than you actually think. But if we are building another Dragon Soul, and um, basically this is all due to the whispers of Nazoff and Ashara, because we already know through what Ilganoff told us back in Legion that the Crystal King has been made a pawn. So if he's the reason responsible why we've got the heart of Azeroth and his adventures and mother have made us essentially change it into another dragon soul that will be used to power the ability to break Nazoth out of his chains during the Ashara encounter, because that's what that's looking like right now. The fact that she goads us into using the heart of Azeroth's power to fuel the machine to break the chains. And we are trying to stop it somehow, but I don't know how that encounter fully goes. That's all I'm aware of. But if we are fueling a Dragon Soul, it can lead to really big problems. Because as I've said in the previous episode, if this ends up being that we store Azeroth's soul away in the heart, and Nazoth is part of the planet, or vice versa, Nazoth, if Nazoth ends up in the amulet, Nazoth then has the power of a dragon soul. Because we know old gods can inhabit items, that's the whole point of the story before the Crucible of Storms, to sit, because Zalatath is an old god. That's been confirmed, she is an, a full old god. And she's in humanoid form now. So the fact that an old god can inhabit an item is not unbeknownst to us. And that, yeah. that seed that they set there is what a lot of people have been missing. Is the fact that an old god can inhabit an item. It's going to be interesting. Because even if we beat Nazoth, Zalatath's still going to be out there. Maybe Zalatath is part of 8.3. We don't know. It's... That, that would... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And, and that would add into the, the Black Empire, that would add into the, the dragons that you're talking about. Well, think about it this way. The old gods so far have all been locked up to planes. Like, every single big old god we fought has been locked. The Titans locked, it, locked them away. Zalatath was locked into a blade until Nazoth gave her a humanoid form. She is an old god wandering the plain of Azeroth. We don't know what she's doing. That's scary. Yeah, it is yeah. very scary. We will possibly see if... If the story takes a turn where it's instead not about Sylvanas and more about Zalatath and we have a trilogy regarding Zalatath, then we are possibly going to see Doomsayers, the, the, the re-rise of the twilight's hammer because they're more of a doomsday cult rather than they were worshipping um uh what's it called blah, 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 blah. deathwing and you got to remember that pre uh pre bfa there was the ogre with the book uh his diary that had been whispered by old gods whether it was Cthune or nazoth or zalatath you know, there there have been whispers that are still out there. And uh, the Twilight's Hammer will come back again. It's always a doomsday cult. And especially if the old gods in human form, it really means that we're going to see more. 
Well, and that, but right before BFA, there was the Doomsayer robes that were dropping off of uh, yep. City Guard, Stormwind, or Orgrimmar. Yep. And I got one of those big, so I, I, I was... Uh, I do have that toy. It's fun. So even though we defeated the Legion, they were like, nope, the end is near. That there's the still more. The end is near. Exactly. An old god in human form is terrifying. Yeah. How, how do you know that I'm not a old god in gnome form? Because no old god is willing to drop their majesty and mystique enough to gain a gnome form. Oh, you, you just punted down my, my ambitions. I, I kept thinking that I was an old god. I'm hoping no, I, I stepped I on your expectations, seeming as they were so small. Yes. But speaking of uh, characters in gnomish form, uh, Chromie was on the was on Mechagon today on EU Ooh. side. And she had an interesting quest where we see the future on Mechagon. So she ports us through to the alternate timeline where uh, we see the future of Mechagon and uh, what seems to be uh, King Mechagon's plan has succeeded. It's very Terminator style as there are big big 8 million health uh, arachnid mech bots which pretty much one shot you. Ooh. And yeah, because Mechagon wants to turn everything into... into... into Yeah, he wants to rid the curse of flesh. But we find out something interesting that um, the, the other neutral base that's on Mechagon, the guy that's in charge of that basically sold out the resistance. So... We will. The story probably tends that we'll have to deal with him down the line. And isn't it interesting that that Priscilla Ashbane is is helping the uh, Zara? Yeah, I. This is one part of the story I'm unsure of what took a direction. In the fact that, um, excuse me. Uh, in the fact that. Um, the last we saw of Priscilla Ashvane, if you played the Horde side, is that the Horde rescued Ashvane from prison and was working with Sylvanas. So, the only thing we can think of is that the, her and Sylvanas have secretly gone away and Ashvane was given to the Naga. So, Sylvanas could be working with Ashara because there's no other, there's no other reasonable explanation other than she was on the boat that Nathanos was leading with the dagger we don't know where Nathanos goes I haven't played the Horde side intro yet we don't know how much there's a good chance that she was on that ship and then got given by Nathanos to the Naga and they're working together we haven't seen I don't think there's a lot of or anything of uh, Sylvanas in 8.2 regarding Nazjatar a lot no, of it. A lot have... of it. A lot of it is all um, Lothama down there. And Bane. Bane's the war story, rather oh, than yeah, yeah. rather than on Nashtar. So, um, have you seen the new cinematic from the war story? Not yet. I. I but That's I fine. Here, we will talk about that next week. Then when we next come back together because I have seen it however I haven't witnessed it in game myself and I'd rather do that before we talk about it so we'll next, time, next time we come around we'll uh, talk about that Ooh, there's a lot there's a lot so far 8.2 is very 
pretty story filled and everything else. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, the raid doesn't open for another couple of weeks, neither does Mechagon and everything else. But I feel like mostly the cusp is over for new stuff until, what, another week has gone by? And we see what the next step in the Ancoan chain is? Yeah. Now, there is... You can look online. There are secret ways to get into the palace. So even if you can't kill anything, but you want to get into the palace early, there's a way to get in there. Well, it doesn't port you into the palace. It it just takes you to the other entrance to it. Okay. It doesn't take you into the raid, unfortunately. But it's a Aww. nice it's a nice little nod to the fact that um, even though Nazoth doesn't have any real power at that le at the level that we're at with the shadowy tentacles, he still has stuff like the fish that he can talk to that will still infest that sort of area. That's very fishy. Oh, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. There, there's clearly some side plans going on somewhere. Um, we don't know if Ashara is playing Nazoth. We don't know if this, what the, until we know what the encounter with Ashara is in the Eternal Palace, we don't know what the end game for this expansion is going to be, because we don't know if we, if we beat Ashara, if it's, um, if it's a, if it's a complete bluff, and if what we're doing actually sets us off free rather than stopping it. I, I have a feeling that that encounter is going to be all mind games. And we're not actually going to fight Ashara herself, and hence why it's a chest. And then we'll see Ashara later on. Yeah, because especially you saw Ashara as a um, in a form that, that you saw Ashara appear, but it wasn't them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what I don't. I, I honestly am interested to see where the story goes. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to it, and it's amazing that we don't know where it's going it's nice not being i mean like we, ha we have ideas but it's cool that there's still that that moment where they're going to take the rug out from under like aha okay that's where we are heading yeah um i think that's enough for today um we've talked long enough long enough on 8.2 uh without spoiling too much i think um yeah but yeah I'm going to try and finish the war story by the time we next sit down and talk. We'll talk about the that cutscene um, next time. Hopefully, if you get time to finish off the war story in your end as well. And, yeah. Thank you very much for watching, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, listening to us on the podcast, if that's what you've done instead. Frasley, for those people that don't follow you on the internet, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at FrasleyTastic and every week at gnomepodcast.com where I can talk with different people around Azeroth and beyond and try to figure out what what makes them tick. So I by the time this is out, we you will have heard from Frosty and Kaz of the Worgen South. So Worgen who are hoping for Gilneas to finally be reclaimed. It's about time. Yes. That city's been blighted for, for such a long time. Uh, Gilneas and, hasn't been blighted specifically. The Gil Gilneas still exists. It's just not been blighted yet. Okay. We, it's it's just we been just... evacuated. Okay. Oh, what if we find a way to, to, to get rid of the blight in Lordaeron? And we take over Lordaeron, and at the same time, we are able to then keep Gilneas being blighted. Well, there is a way to get rid of the blight. 
We saw that during the Wrathgate. Quai's Dragonfire. Ooh, and if they are getting help from dragons. Maybe. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Titans Creed or at Gaming Phoenix for all that good stuff. You can find uh, me on youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions or twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions where I stream and do video games and this lovely podcast with that lovely gnome type person. That one. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. And until next time, as Frasley likes to say, be awesome.